This is Benchmark Happenings. Brought to you by Jonathan and Steve from Benchmark Home Loans. Northeast Tennessee, Johnson City, Kingsport, Bristol, the Tri-Cities. One of the most beautiful places in the country to live. Tons of great things to do and awesome local businesses. And on this show, you'll find out why people are dying to move to Northeast Tennessee. And on the way, we'll have discussions about mortgages and we'll interview people in the real estate industry. It's what we do. This is Benchmark Happenings, brought to you by Benchmark Home Loans. And now your host, Christine Reed. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another host of a podcast of Benchmark Happenings. So, so glad to have you today, Christy Hensley. Uh, welcome. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. Well, I it's, really appreciate it. It is great to have you. And um, so we're going to kind of talk a little bit about um, rest and recuperation um, in the Christian community. Mm-hmm. And so Christy is also a licensed counselor with Seed of Hope uh, Mm -hmm. Ministry. And you've been doing that for how many years now, Christy? Wow. Um, Started in Florida. So started in grad school, 2015 graduated. And so I've been counseling since 2014, I think it is. So been here in Tennessee since 2018. So transitioned here and then started working here in the area. Okay. Wow. Thank you for uh, doing that. We know that even since COVID, um, Mm -hmm. you know, everything has just exploded. Yeah. And unfortunately, mental health. And I don't know if we can look at it one of two ways. Maybe there's more of a focus on mental health and taking care of ourselves and things that probably as Americans, we just did not really pay attention to. Right. And since COVID, we know so much has escalated since then. Yeah. The numbers are showing a lot higher for depression and anxiety. And, you know, the younger generation is really high. So I think a lot of it is, you know, comparison, social media, um, you know, just if you're watching the news, typically the people that watch the news can get very depressed and hopeless. And Mm. so there's a lot of a lot of despair that needs to be addressed. And and we're probably living in a a more troubled time. Yeah. And I would, I would say though that people in other war times have probably said that you know it's never been this bad. And our generation can definitely say we've never seen it the way that it is now. But mm-hmm. um, I think we, as um, the way God created us, we have to have hope. Yes. And hope is always in style and that's what um keeps us going and uh and i know you and i we've talked and we know where our hope is placed yes in jesus yeah and praise god for that hope that we have i don't know how people do this life without him you know um and i think if we kind of pull in and get to a place of groundedness with him Mm. and stop looking at um the the awful statistics and pictures and we say, okay, help me kind of stay in this place of peace with you. Mm. It can help us go out and do the things that he calls us to do because it's, it's easy to get discouraged. You know, even as a Christ follower, it's easy to get discouraged. That's why we need each other. Absolutely. And that's what I love is we have each other. We have a group and we encourage one another. And that's a Mm -hmm. command that we encourage one another another and lift each other up and hold each other accountable. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Right. Very yes. important. Yes, so I think that's a really good um, to kind of segue into mm-hmm. uh, what I'm really excited to talk with you about today is Indigo Hills. Yes. Thank you. I'm excited to share with you about Indigo Hills. So Indigo Hills, um, I'm going to let you tell us where this is. Mm-hmm. Tell us, I, I think I want to hear the story about how you acquired the property, yeah. but what is Indigo Hills? So Indigo Hills is a retreat um, property. It's a nonprofit. Um, we hope to bring ministry leaders here for rest and recuperation and reigniting their passion. Because I think a lot of people that are in ministry are suffering burnout at record numbers. Mm. And so it's it's needed. You know, there's so many things at risk. Um, I think what you, one of the statistics is, what was it, 46%, 46%. under the age of 45 are considering leaving full-time ministry and one in three report self-reports themselves as healthy. That's just like, we need to do something about this. So to answer your question about how we got the property, my parents um, were relocating from Morristown. I grew up in Morristown, born in Kingsport, grew up in Morristown, (laughs) Um, have relatives here in the Kingsport area, but um, grew up in Morristown. They were relocating to Jonesboro area. My mom drove down the street, saw the mountains, the 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 Buffalo Mountain Range, yes. and then the North Carolina mountains. And she, just, her breath was taken away. And she it's said, "So beautiful, it's gorgeous." And she said, "Oh my gosh, I have to live here." And mm. they drove past a home that had a either sale pending or sold sign in the yard. And she said, "Pull over." And my dad said, "Judy, it's sold." And she said, "I don't care." Pull over. She went and knocked on the door and said, can I look at your house? It's gorgeous. And it's an old, old farmhouse, um, mm. but with these beautiful views. And the the lady said, well, sure, you know, but we have a sale pending. And she said, I know, but if it falls through, here's my number. You know, a woman of faith. So thinking, you know, God can do all kinds of things. Here's my number. If it falls through, give me a call. Well, it fell through. So we ha- we purchased this when my mom uh, my mom had Alzheimer's. She passed mm. from Alzheimer's. We were in Florida. We knew that she needed to be in assisted living. My dad was just getting worn out caring for her. We knew that they needed help. So we moved them into assisted living here in the area. And then the family said, we can't let the house go. So John and I decided to purchase the house, which had two acres at the time, surrounded by this beautiful 50, let's see, 53 acres that were on the side and behind us. Oh, my goodness. So we looked at it, and um, we said, okay, we'll buy it, and we'll remodel it. We'll maybe do Airbnb. We don't really know what we're going to do with it. Mm -hmm. So once we got there, we decided um, what happens if the cattle farmer who owns this land around us sells this. Our beautiful mountain view is gone because she had the five acres behind our home. So we had started having conversations with her. She had a relationship with my parents, and Mm -hmm. eventually— we asked her, what are you going to do with it? And she said, well, I don't know. And so she was 89 at the time. And we told her what our heart was with our property to do some kind of retreat. Um, and we wanted people to be able to look at the beautiful mountains. And so she, you've been, this has been on you and your husband, John, this mm-hmm. has been on your hearts for a long time. Then yes. 
to have a retreat for ministry leaders. Okay. Yeah. Been on John's heart longer. We we are um, not our first marriage, so um, we it was on his heart. He worked in the airline industry and used to be able to travel anywhere, mm-hmm. would take his children everywhere. He was on the beach one time in the Caribbean and saw just how this this island he was on was primarily a Christian island. And he was thinking, you know, I can take my kids to the beach and they can enjoy this. Like these pastors, like what about people that are in ministry? Do they get to have time away to rest? And so God mm-hmm. just really laid on his heart mm-hmm. this idea of providing a place for rest. Mm-hmm. He always thought it was going to be in the beach, on the beach somewhere. <laughs> and here we are in the Tennessee Hills. So, but my my passion comes into play in that when I was in school, in grad school, the um, professor stressed self-care and how there's so much depression and suicidal ideation in counselors who don't take care of themselves. And I was at the time working at a church, a large church in Orlando, mm-hmm. and I saw also the burnout of people that were serving that didn't take care of themselves. So at that church, we created something called the Women's Wellness Care Team and we would do retreats, little mini retreats, like day retreats, where I we would just that. pamper them and love on them. And it was so beautiful for those serving and those receiving. And so my passion came from there. Like, I, I just, I want to care for the people that care for other people. Yes. And and I think that, especially as women, we, um, we have that tendency to, we want to serve, mm-hmm. we want to help other people, but we feel selfish if we take care of ourselves or if we do something for ourselves. And it's really not, it's really not an all encompassing selfish venture. What you're talking about with self care, it's actually, I learned um, years ago that if I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of other people. Right. And when we're healthy and we have a healthy outlook, mm-hmm. I mean, mind, spirit, body, and soul, it's right. all, it's holistic. Yes. And if one thing's out of whack, then we're, you know, we're, we're, we're not walking that straight line. Right. And it's so important. And I think that especially in the ministry, we require so much from these individuals. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. put so much stress and so much pressure on them right. that, and a lot of times they feel like they, they're just pouring out and pouring out, and eventually that tank is empty, mm-hmm. and it needs to be filled. Yeah. They're so used to giving, too. They're, they're usually the first to step up to serve and the last to receive and be served. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame. Um, it should be a proactive practice where they're saying, you know, I'm going to regard this Sabbath, this rest this, you know, retreat, you know, for restoration as a sacred practice, because I know it enables me to do my job effectively and not become just discouraged and um, get burned out, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and just feel hopeless and and unsupported in all of it. Because a lot of times, you know, if the, if many times, if they admit they're struggling, some people can't handle that. And so they don't feel, they're not always feeling like it's safe enough to go and say, hey, I'm struggling with something, you know, mm-hmm. I, I need some care. Mm. And that's unfortunate. Right. And they need that trusted advisor, right. mentor mm-hmm. to go to 
um, to share that struggle because my goodness, we are human, right. you know, and there are struggles every day that we face. And it's, um, I think about ministry leaders that I know personally, a, a women's uh, ministry leader at a church in North Carolina. Um, she actually was not, did not have a Sabbath rest mm. because she worked on Sundays. Right. Yeah, that's she was serving. You have on to find Sunday. it another day. She finally um, started having a Sabbath on Monday, mm-hmm. and that was her sacred time. That was her Sabbath rest. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, uh, quarterback for Minnesota Vikings, of course, mm-hmm. unfortunately, he's not um, now. But um, I follow him, and mm-hmm. so Sunday he's playing football, right. traveling. Right. Tuesday is his Sabbath. Yes. He's actually the son of our former pastor in Orlando, so I'm familiar with him and and oh. just their whole family. And Kirk is very um, he's wise. He mm-hmm. he approaches life with wisdom, and I'm sure he's done it. Where he, I, I'm not certain, but I would imagine he's seen if he hasn't practiced mm-hmm. that how he, it affects him. And so he he now implements wisdom and, and rhythms and just healthy approach to his his life and his job yes in his ministry yes and that's why and your ministry is going to be so important we've sort of talked about what's inspired you and your mm-hmm. husband mm-hmm. to do this you have a heart for it you want to serve those who are out serving others mm-hmm. and being a, a light and yes. um you know helping people in their walk with Christ in maturity um, whatever level that may be right, right? and it's not right. just for ministry leaders right um indigo heels right we we eventually want to be able to offer the space for i mean primarily ministry leaders um but when we have an open spot mm-hmm. we want to be able mm-hmm. to offer that to other christians as well and I, I also would like to, and I don't know if we'll get to do this, but would also like to to bring in first responders and veterans. And you, I know that's something you're very passionate about. So oh, yes. first responders, veterans, people that serve, nurses, teachers. Oh, my goodness. I mean. The list goes the on. List goes the list. On. And I'm a nurse by <laughs> right. trade, and th- that is something that I've had to learn. I've had to learn yeah. that self-care. And mm-hmm. so many nurses um, just aren't able to do that. And a lot of times it's because people that don't take time to do this to get that rest is because of family, children. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. don't have families to support them where they live. You know, they don't have somebody to take the children for a night um, to let mom and dad go out for that date, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, to pour into that relationship. So I love how you're looking at not only for our pastoral leaders, but and people who serve in the church community, but um, our first responders yeah. because of the That's trauma the dream. Yeah. that they see yeah. every day. Oh, absolutely. Um, so um, all, along the lines of burnout, you know, mm-hmm. the polls are. Um, I mean, I'm I'm just reading. I'm looking at this Barna polls on pastoral well being, and since COVID. Um, a lot they're finding that a lot of pastors are looking at leaving the yeah. ministry. Yeah, I mean they were starting to see some slow decline even before COVID and just with the divisiveness and all the unrest that came with that, not mm. to mention the mental health side of it. It's just it's exhausted them, you know, and feeling unsupported and you know, the community support is important too. Like just just for us to stop and think 
what I mean, they live in a glass house, right? They're 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 up in front of so many people. And you see the statistics every time someone falls and it's a mega church or someone who's been very publicized. Mm-hmm. You know, but imagine the enemy <laughs> is just celebrating every time he is able to take a pastor out. Mm-hmm. Out of his ministry. Yeah. 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 And the effect of that, you know, all of it, whether they're healthy or unhealthy, it has a ripple effect. It, it not only affects them, it affects their staff. It affects their community. It affects their families. So we're talking if we can positively impact them and help them be more healthy and practice more healthy rhythms, that too is going to have an amazing ripple effect. Mm. That's just God's economy. That's how he works, you know? So, I mean, I know that we're, um, you have the property, you're working on that, you're doing some um, accepting donations, and there's a phased approach. Mm -hmm. What are some practical things that those who are listening today that maybe attend a church or they have a nurse in the family or a first responder or they have a beloved pastor mm-hmm. um, what are some ways that that they can be practical in serving um, to kind of take some of the burden off of of um, of that person prayer you know prayer just um, reaching out being a safe place to ask and say hey I know that this job comes with so many demands and so much pressure from lots of different directions mm-hmm. I want to take you to coffee mm-hmm. just be a friend. You know, those are some practical things. Absolutely. Um, Give them a gift card to go out to dinner with their wife. Give them a gift card to maybe get away. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just just being thoughtful. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they seem like they have it all together. Right. But they're that's what I love so much about our pastors. Many times he will share. I'm human. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you a little story. <laughs> this is your pastor, you know, yeah. and I just so that's why we've chosen that church is I just love his authentic sharing because it gives us permission to say, yeah, we all struggle. We're all human. So just remembering they're human and, mm-hmm. you know, what can I do to support them in this, you know, because it's it's a yes. demanding job. Yes, it is. It is. Um, so what let's talk a little bit about the the rollout of the phases because mm-hmm. I was on the website. The yeah. pictures are beautiful. Thank you. Just looking at those blue mountain they really they are it really is an indigo blue, uh blue mountain. But um what is that phase? What what's it gonna look like, Christy? Yeah. So we have started construction and we started um, on a pond because we had a person available that was, that could do the pond. So, you know, the hope was to start with the road, the infrastructure, because even though it's not the pretty stuff, mm-hmm. it's not it's mm-hmm. not the fancy stuff. It's still necessary. So we are starting that. Um, John is out there right now working on the foundation of our first prayer cabin. So we hope to have initially we hope to have four prayer cabins right. where the community can go and spend solitude and just mm-hmm. get out in nature and walk the grounds and just take that in and take in God's beauty yes. of his creation. And then we hope to, the second phase I think will be the, what we call um, the chapel in the event space up at the top where the view okay. is. We call that the sweet spot because it's mm. just the amazing view. Yes. Um, and that we hope to be able to do weddings and events, um, corporate events, if people want to come and use the space and need a larger space and that would help kind of fund rolling out the next phase which
storage would be the retreat cabins where we hope to have one, maybe two bedrooms, small kitchen, little living area with a porch overlooking a creek that has the beautiful sounds of just the water. And um, we'll have pavilions um, in each of those cabin, I mean, those uh, wooded areas for people to gather and sit by the fireplace. And we'll have walking trails and... Yeah, so it's going to be great. And you know, there's something, there is something healing about being in God's beauty, yes, God's creation of nature. You know, mm-hmm. every time when we walk outside, we we witness His Majesty, right? And just being under the blue sky. But there's something about being outdoors, mm-hmm. and I think that's just beautiful. That you know, you'll have these cabins available for people to stay in, mm-hmm. to rest, yeah. and to recuperate, and hopefully so. play because play is important too. You know, when you're work, 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 <laughs> it's good to throw in some play because yes. we still have that adventurousness in us, and I think that needs to be expressed too. So play yes. is good too, and lots of naps. Yes. So, so my idea yes. of rest and recuperation is a nap. Absolutely, <laughs> naps are definitely welcome. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so how can someone get involved right now? Uh, how can we, uh, how can we um, reach you? How can we find out more about Indigo Hills? Mm-hmm. And how can people get involved, Christy? So we have a website, indigohills.org, and. Go to the website. There's mm-hmm. more information. There's pictures. Um, you can sign up for our newsletter. You can absolutely donate anytime. Um, and we have a campaign that we're doing right now called 30 by 30, which is basically based on the idea that, you know, we don't hesitate to spend five bucks on a cup of coffee or more sometimes, depending on how foofy we get our coffee. Yeah, frou-frou. <laughs> I always think the frou-frou coffee drinkers, you know, I'm like, I'm in line to get my coffee and I'm like, I just want a coffee with cream. And then I've got three people ahead of me getting a latte, express shot of espresso, non-fat decaf latte. Right. I'm thinking, oh, please. All the words, all the things. <laughs> So we don't hesitate to pay five, six bucks for a cup of coffee. Sometimes people do it several times throughout the day. So this is based on the idea of would you be willing to spend a dollar a day? Mm-hmm. So 30 by 30 is a dollar a day every month. Okay. Or more, of course. We're never mm-hmm. going to turn away more. But would you be willing to spend a dollar a day to help support our efforts? Because, you know, it's 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 a lot easier to get people on board once you have the beautiful buildings and you're just maintaining, but the, the startup phase is really a challenging time to be able to raise the funds to do that. Yes. So um, we have the land. If people are visionaries and they come out there, they're, they're able to see it. They're mm-hmm. able to say, Oh my gosh, yes, yes, mm-hmm. I see it, you know, but some people are not able to do that. So to, to get people involved is absolutely prayer. We welcome prayer. Um, mm-hmm. We want God's will to be done on this property, yes. you know, but um but also to to say, yeah, I'll contribute a dollar a day is yeah, I can do that, you know. And and then we've had people who have already donated an honorarium. The first cabin that we're building is an honorarium cabin, so that's really beautiful when uh, an entire family can get around and support. Mm-hmm. We want to do this in honor of our loved one we've lost, and so that's really that that just is a win win situation for for us and them, you know, to be able to say, this is our family's special spot. So we have those kinds of opportunities. 
opportunities. We have serving opportunities. Um, John's not great about asking for help all the time, but we've had lots of people come out with gloves and tools and just get on board with, you know, just getting their hands dirty. There's a lot of cleanup to do. There's a lot of prep work to do. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Putting up fences. Yes. And there's going to be a lot of maintenance um, as this property is developed with the pond and just the property. Mm -hmm. I think about mowing. Yes. Um, For those of you that have these great big fancy mowers, we welcome them to please come. and uh, that uh, this is just a, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's one of our, mine and John's kind of, we call it therapy sometimes is <laughs> I, I have now become a lover of the zero turn mower and I get out on the property and I pray nice. and I mow and yeah. So yeah, it's, it's fun. That, that is, yeah. I have another friend, they have a lot of property and she does the mowing. And I said, Kim, I said, how do you do this? She said, it's my prayer time. Yeah. It's my prayer time. Yep. So um, so we always need that quiet time alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, I love I love what you and John are doing. Um, so Indigo Hills. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a retreat yes. um, for our beloved shepherds, our pastors, mm-hmm. um, people who are serving in the Christian community, mm-hmm. um, and also um, be, being able to branch that out to our first responders, to nurses, those people who are helping. Right. Um, it is beautiful, and I know that God's given you this vision and this dream of Indigo Hills located right here in Jonesboro, and that's why we do Benchmark Happenings is all the wonderful places here in East Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It is a retreat mm-hmm. um, to be yes. here. It's yeah. a blessing to it live is. here it in East Tennessee. And but that blessing comes with a lot of responsibility, mm-hmm. and I'm thankful for people like you and John who want to contribute and make our community even better. Thank you. So Indigo Hills, Indigo Hills, and give us that website, IndigoHills.org. Okay, mm-hmm. and then Christy Hensley, Christy and John Christy Hensley. And John. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thank contact you. us. We've got a contact form on there. You can donate. You can sign up for the newsletter. You can ask us what our prayer list is. Um, we'll be happy to share. We need we need community around us to help make this dream happen. Absolutely. Well, Christy, thank you for taking time out of your busy day and uh, sharing um, what Indigo Hills is all about here with Benchmark Happening. So I guess you guys have heard it first. Um, Let's get on board and um, be there supporting those people who love us and shepherd Mm, us in our life. Thanks so so much, Christina. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Okay. This has been Benchmark Happenings, brought to you by Jonathan Tipton and Steve Reed from Benchmark Home Loans. Jonathan and Steve are residential mortgage lenders. They do home loans in Northeast Tennessee, and they're not only licensed in Tennessee, but Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Virginia. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. Our passion is Northeast Tennessee. So if you have questions about mortgages, call us at 423-491-5405. And the website is www.jonathanandsteve.com. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you next time on Benchmark Happenings.